TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Kane in the pipe! Oh, and it's yes. blocked! And it is up. going to be covered by the Saints for a touchdown! It's your inside pass to everything Saints football. And the kick is good! We'll take you to places most fans never go. We'll from 60 to practice to the sideline to the locker room following every twist turn and touchdown of the Saints season that is going to be a touchdown Taysom Hill Taysom TD welcome to Inside Black and Gold and that is going to be a touchdown again and guess who Mike Thomas now here are your hosts Steve Geller and Jeff Nowak oh baby welcome Inside Black and Gold we're in the Pre-season finale edition, getting ready for Saints-Texans to wrap things up in the Caesar Superdome. We got some news on a few Saints back at practice, which was good to see, Jeff. Yeah, we'll get into all that, you know, and and, and to be clear, this is a kind of pre-game edition of week three with the Saints facing the Texans. I do not intend to spend one second talking about the Texans. So if that's what you're here for, move on. But yes, we're going to get into some returns to practice. We're also in the in the first segment. We're going to talk some news. We're going to talk some 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 mystery, some enigma, if you will, uh, from Demario Davis because mm. I don't know. He's trying to be a KG for some reason. We're going to talk about what that might be, even though it's completely uh, guessing. And uh, and then in the second segment and the third segment, we're going to kind of break down my last fifty three man roster projection. This one's kind of cheating because. I, you know, like we don't, there's a few positions that you kind of got to figure out because there's some players that you might hold on to just to stash them on IR. There's a few positions where I think you are still competing for rosters. So I'm going to kind of, I'm going to find hedge my bets a little bit. We'll get into that in the second and third segment. We'll do the second segment on offense, third segment on defense. But first things first, we got a guy back today that I've been waiting to see for a while since August 6th, nearly three weeks. We finally saw a number dose, dose, not CD deuce, Rashid Shahid back at practice. He'd been dealing with a groin injury, same injury he was dealing with it that kept him out of mini camp. It's a little concerning. He got back for individual drills today, not in team drills. It's kind of the ramp up process we have seen, but regardless that's a positive thing. You know, anytime you have someone miss an extended period of time, you start to worry that maybe they had a setback. Maybe the injury is more significant than you initially believed it to be. But, you know, the second you see them back out there getting any work in at all, like that was the case with Demario Davis last week. It's an instant sigh of relief. They're like, okay, they are still alive. We are going to continue moving forward. 
And uh, I think there's a lot of high expectations for Rashid Shahid in this offense this year. And uh, it's uh, just a matter of whether he can get out there. So that's a good sign. No, definitely. And at first, when you're looking at the players, I'm like, 22, wait a minute, is Mark Ingram back because of the running back depth is hurting right now? Oh, no, no, wait a minute. It is Rashid Shahid. And I know he was out in those joint practice sessions out in California. At least you saw him in street clothes on the sideline kind of thing, which to me is also was a positive leading up to the fact that you knew things were close for him, or at least it appeared to be close. Yeah, he, I, I had to take it do a double take. Be like, who is that guy? Oh, yeah, that's right. It's oh, Rashid. yeah, it's right. The guy who we talked about <laughs> nonstop for the first like month of or week of camp, and then haven't really talked about since. A guy we did not see, and we'll get into more of that later, is the same the guy who went out with a groin injury on the exact same day is Rashid Shahid, who appears to be I don't know is he alive? We have not seen him. He was one of the only players like uh, even Rashid. He didn't practice, but he was out in L.A. Maybe because he wanted to go visit home. He's from San Diego. I don't know. Trey's from Florida. Maybe he took the excuse to go the opposite direction. I don't know, but we have not seen him. The other guys we didn't see at practice today, Taysom Hill, Kirk Merritt, Daryl Williams, Ryan Connolly, Landon Young, Calvin Throckmorton, Lynn Bowden Jr., and uh, yeah, Taysom's dealing with that oblique injury. We don't expect him to be out for a while. Ryan Connolly we do expect him to be out for a while. That was one that I think has cropped up since we last recorded. He's a guy who I, you know, I was considering putting him on my roster projection and I still might because I think he might be one of those guys that has a better chance of making the roster now because you want to stash him on IR. So maybe you find a way to sneak him on there just so you can do it because that is the trick. If you can put anyone on IR you want, during the regular season, and they can come back after four weeks, but they have to be on your active roster. They have to get through cuts, and then you can do that. So guys like Landon Young, Ryan Connolly, who are not done for the year, but are going to be out for a while, that's going to be interesting. So those were guys who were out there. But the, the, the player we got back the last couple of days who was still kind of working his way in, Marshawn Lattimore, dealt with that knee injury out in L.A. DA said today he doesn't think it's anything structural, but they're having they're putting him on medication. I think he's dealing with some inflammation would be my guess. Right. And uh, he's getting some work in. He's only doing individual drills. He's skipping teamwork and seven on seven, stuff like that. But again, it's like if they're out there at practice, that means that it is not anything super concerning. And for guys like Demario Davis, Marshawn Lattimore, I think your season's going to go how they go because those are big pieces of your defense. No, and I wouldn't expect to see a Marshawn in the finale and uh, De- even Dennis Allen saying the Mario Davis, there's no reason you know he needs to work at all. We know what he's he's capable of, obviously. Dennis Allen said today he's not playing in the in the preseason finale. So right, yeah, don't don't expect to see him. Although he has gotten a full workload each of the last two days of practice. So you know, I, I think that's a good sign. For DeMario, it might not be a great sign for Jalen Smith because uh, I think he's here because of that injury, because of the questions surrounding that injury. But, you know, <laughs> oh, uh, one other thing I want to mention, uh, Steve Sidwell, the kind of architect to the defensive coordinator for the Saints during the Dome Patrol years, he died at 78. Uh, best Way wishes to his family. That's, uh, you know, like I think we talk about the Dome Patrol all the time, but we never talk about Steve Sidwell, right? Like we talk about Vic Fangio. We talk about all this, um, but he's... You know, he's a guy that not, I don't know a lot of Saints fans will remember that name, but, you know, you remember those defenses, and he was a huge part of that. Yeah, when you hear Dome Patrol, obviously, Saints fans uh, remember those good old days, and, you know, we we dream of uh, having a linebacking core like that. But uh, I think all four of those players, uh, uh, obviously, in the Saints Hall of Fame, along with Steve Sidwell, 
so yeah, RIP to him and best wishes to his family as well. Uh, sad, sad who that news on the day. Yeah. But all right, moving forward, somebody's getting talked about a lot, you know, whether positively or negatively. We were talking about before we came on, you know, there's been a little, I don't want to say tension, but a little back and forth in the media in terms of, hmm, is what what is the deal with Mike Thomas, right? He, Jeff Duncan put out a column out in L when we were out in L.A. talking about how, you know, he, he's kind of been wishy-washy and he hasn't quite been where you would have hoped to see and blah, blah, blah. And, I you know, I don't think it was a hit piece so per se, but it did kind of p- paint a very particular picture about a guy who I think anyone would be would admit has been working back, has been progressing. He's not where you would hope he will be by the time the season starts. But he's, you know, gradually moving along, right? And then, you know, I, I think, I, I know Nick Underhill has kind of taken the the position of, no, I think he has looked fine. I think he's getting better and better and better. Well, today he, he you know, Mike probably had one of his better days of practice. I think that it's a, it's a bit of an oversell to say he was fantastic. I mean, he did what he's done. I, I don't, I didn't see anything from Mike Thomas today that kind of blew me away. But to me, Personally, when it comes to Mike Thomas, I think reality is somewhere in the middle. I don't think he I'm not as down on Mike Thomas as Jeff seems to be. And I'm not as high on Mike Thomas as Nick seems to be, because I think that's what you're going to get somewhere in the middle. He's not going to be perfect. He's not going to be blowing the top off defenses, but he is going to be valuable and he is going to put up numbers. And, you know, I, I think we just need to be realistic. I think that, that's my thing is just just be realistic about your expectations for the guy. And I think that's where the team is. Well, that's definitely like one of the first things, you know, we have our little pre-pod chat and I asked you right off the bat, I, I was wondering, I was like, did I miss something? Was Michael Thomas extraordinary at practice? Because I must have missed it. To me, it was just uh, another day for Mike. And I'm not saying that it was anything great or anything terrible either. It was just a, a, an average day. I mean, he caught, what, nine of 10 passes, I think, that were thrown his way. Was it nine of 10? I think that's what he ended up with. Only and one was a low pass that looked like it was, you know, thrown in the dirt kind of thing. Into no, he the- had a good day. I mean, he he did have a good day, but like, if you didn't know any better and you just went based on the reaction, you would think he was just blowing the top off of everybody. Could yeah. not be covered. One handed I mean, grabs, diving into the end zone, or I, I yeah. don't know. He looked like I need him to look, which is consistent. He's gonna. He's going to battle for balls in the middle of the field. He's going to feast on slants. And right. like, like, I get it. You know, that, that is what it is. But this is what DA had to say when he was asked about uh, Mike Thomas at practice today. Yeah, look, I thought overall, I mean, I thought I thought Mike looked good. And I think Mike's looked better and better every time he's come out here. And so, um, you know, I think he's probably getting more comfortable with where he's at. Um, and uh, it's, you know, I think we kind of knew that at some point we'd start seeing um, what we kind of expect out of him. And um, and I think we're seeing that more and more every day he's out here. So it's been good. I mean, I think you are starting to see a more representative Mike Thomas of what you can hope to see in the season. It hasn't always been perfect. I think he is kind of working through some stuff. You know, there's been a lot more drops throughout camp this year than than I'd like to see from him. But I, I think he's a guy that locks in when the games go on and, I, I'm not worried about Mike because I have my expectations where I think is reasonable. And I, and I fully expect him to, to be there, right? Like to me, 70 
70 catches, 800 yards, four to five touchdowns. That is what I want to see out of Mike Thomas, right? That like we can we can be unrealistic as, as all we want. But that would be a hugely successful season for Mike after what's gone on the last three years is play four, play 12 to 14 games, catch 70 passes, right? Be a, be a piece of the offense that is contributing to winning as opposed to a piece of the offense that we talk about as in terms of, man, if only it were there. Yeah, um, one of the things I keep saying, I'm sure you know you feel the same way too. It's like, I just want to see Mike be able to last – double-digit games, uh, hopefully the entire season kind of thing. It's been way too long. Um, I agree on those numbers. You know, an 80-catch season, five touchdowns, six touchdowns would be a huge success considering the guys only played, what, in 10 games the past two and a half years. Right. Like, Mike could be looking fantastic right now. It doesn't really matter if he's not on the field week six. Right? (laughs) Like, I I don't care how good he looks weeks one, two, and three. How does he look in week 10? And so that's that's more what I'm more worried about. But I think you are seeing more consistency out of him. And that's what people are reacting to. And I think there is an overcorrection going on in the from a media perspective right now of, you know, like because I I disagreed with what what Jeff wrote um, in the sense that like he was like, oh, he's getting locked up by his safeties. Well, not really. And also that safety is Derwin James who's probably one of the best safeties in the league, if not the best safety in the league. So, you know, maybe maybe he's not going to win every rep against Derwin James. That's okay. But again, I, I just think reality is in the middle and everyone's trying to overcorrect one way or the other. And it's just, you know, the reality is that he is a piece of the offense, not the focal point of the offense anymore. Yeah, and we've mentioned this obviously as well. The number one dude now is clearly Chris Olave. Yeah, um, no question. You know, Mike, the biggest thing is can his can that ego of his accept that secondary kind of role at the receiver being not being can't guard Mike anymore to that extent of how dominant he used to be. But yeah, I think he can be, you know, hugely effective. It it's tough to talk about him and and like have that middle ground, I guess, because it's either oh you're bashing the guy or or, or you're overhyping him. There doesn't seem to be that middle ground. Yeah, I mean to to. To some extent, I don't want him to accept that role. I want him to feel like he's still no, and he will you know that the way he guard Mike. As long as as long as it's not toxic, as long as he's not causing problems, like you know, there's a reason you had to trade Brandon Cooks, right? Because he could not accept taking a backseat to Mike Thomas. Now, you know, if, if, if can Mike Thomas kind of accept that while also feeling like no, I can still do the things that I need to do, right? Like I want him to feel confident while also being productive and cohesive with a group. I don't think, you know, we talked to him about being a leader and I think that's what that is. It's not necessarily be having to be the guy on every play, but, but being available to have a chance. We're kind of shifting gears here. Speaking of a guy who is, is the guy. And we talked to DeMario today for the first time since that calf injury. He seems like he's doing great. It seems like he's in a good headspace. but what he, he's being kind of cagey about, you know, I asked him, if there's a mantra in the, in the linebacker room or in the defensive meeting room this year and kind of like, you know, the juice boys, right? Like that was always a thing. And he said there is, but he wouldn't tell me what it was. <laughs> and that kind of like fell along the lines of what he was talking about. Here's, here's an example um, of that. I just feel like you, if you, if you believe in the Saints and, and, and you're a fan of the Saints or, or, or you who that nation, you should be excited right now. That's all I say. You should be excited. But he wouldn't tell us why. That's that's I don't get it. <laughs> Why won't you tell what, what I 
So I think what he's getting at there is is I think this group feels like it can be a top defense and it can and with Derek Carr and with an offense that is has a higher floor, I think. Uh and a higher ceiling, you know, you could you could be excited about it. I'm excited about it. I think the more the closer we get to the games, you know, we saw how that first team offense looked against the Chiefs. You know, I think that there is a lot to like about this group. I think it's very well-rounded. And if there's comp, like one of the things that drove me nuts the last last year specifically was you never got complimentary football. Either you got a solid offensive performance and and the defense let you down in, in, in their defense, in the defense of the defense, they did not have Marshawn for a majority of that. And that definitely doesn't help. Or you got really good defense. Like you did the last eight games of the year and the offense just, kind of got stuck in the mud and you could only win games it's kind of stuck in neutral right like that Eagles game where the only reason you won it was because Marshawn made a play at the end of the game right like against the Bucks, you know you should have been able to put up way more than 16 points and you lost it because of that the defense didn't lose you that game the offense failing to build on that lead despite multiple opportunities to do so even with field goals even with just just points put points on the board you couldn't do that and so I think that's probably you know I, I think just the the balanced reality of this offense. You have a run game. You have an offensive line that you should have faith in with a lot of top picks. You have a very good cornerback group, which is something that every every team in the NFL would love to be able to say. You have a really intriguing young group of pass rushers, right? The linebacker room, as long as Pete Werner and DeMario are healthy, is among the best in the NFL. Now, if you talk about depth that's another question but with those two guys i love it you know you have your slot corner is bradley roby a guy who could start on the outside for half the nfl probably you know there's a lot to like on this team and i think that's what he's getting at but for now it's undisclosed we really need new phones t-mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iphone 15s and each line is only 25 dollars a month new iphone 15s it's better over here. only at t-mobile get four iphone 15s on us and four lines for 25 bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. For whatever, for whatever reason that is. I guess maybe they don't want to, you know, DeMario doesn't want to hype things up before going into this year. Like we've seen in the past with the Juice Boys. And then it was like, you know, for the rest of the season, if the defense ever struggled, we're like, oh, there wasn't any juice in there, you know, kind of thing. So maybe I get the underselling things right now and like kind of teasing everybody with stay tuned and watch what we do kind of deal. But uh, yeah, the only real concern I have with the team going into the year, honestly, is up front on the offensive line. Yeah. But that is a pretty big one. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, uh, I have my concerns about Trevor Penning. You know, and and well, I did get a chance to talk to Doug Marone. I'm going to save that interview and play it on the podcast next week. You know, after we get this final preseason game under his belt, because I think you know that that's when we'll start to have to see, like, okay, can he hold up? You know, and I expect him to get another 
decent amount of reps this weekend. And and that's after, after that, I'm going to go through and kind of watch the film of each game and get, make a determination. But one of the things that, you know, Doug and DA and everyone have made clear about Trevor specifically is, you know, you'll see him make mistakes. He's a young player. He has, is he's go, he's only started one game in his career at left tackle. He's not going to be perfect. Every rep, he's going to make mistakes. But the important thing is you understand what the mistakes are and you don't make them over and over and over again. And I, I think if you go back and, you know, every, everyone's going to remember that one play where you kind of got beat inside and, and Kendra Miller got lit up and it's like, yeah, that's, that's not what you want to see. But the rest of the game, I feel like he did pretty well. And, and it's like, you can't overreact to one bad play by a young player. You have to tell him what he did wrong and he has to learn from that and not do it again. And I think that is where with Trevor, you're starting to see that progress where, you know, hopefully by midseason, those mistakes are gone. You're going to have to bake in some grace for some of those screw ups. You just have to. And that's always going to what's always going to be the case, whether he started last year, whether he started this year. You have to learn on the job to some extent at left tackle. And that's what I think you're going to see. But beyond him, I think I feel pretty good about it. Right. Like. James Hurst at left guard is not perfect, but I do think there's a floor there that is pretty, that is reasonably high. And, uh, you know, you can, you can help to the left of the side of the line, right? You put a tight end over there. You put, you send the running back to that side and you go with it because I feel really good about Ramchek. I feel as good as I could about Ruiz. You know, I I think he's going to continue to take a step forward. And I think Eric McCoy is one of the best centers in football. So I, I think as long as you have health in that group, I'm okay with it. That's definitely the key for sure, health. And, I mean, you were out west with those joint practices. I don't think there was anything ever with Penning where it was, you know, too high of highs or too low of lows. It was kind of like he won some, he lost some, and you expect that totally. Yeah, and I mean, going against Joey Bosa and Khalil Mack, right? Like, you're not going to win every rep. I thought I thought he held up pretty well. I think, again, you're talking about a guy who has started one game in his career at left tackle. If you're expecting him to be perfect every step of the way, you're going to come away disappointed, right? But you, he needs to be consistent and he needs to continue to progress. And, uh, and I think that's kind of what you're seeing. Um, the penalties are a different story. And, you know, we saw a couple pre-snap penalties yesterday. They were dealing with really obnoxious noise in the building, and that was by design. Um, and and uh, it sounds like they're going to keep doing that. I imagine we'll get some noise at the dome practice on Friday morning. Uh, and yeah, so that's, that's kind of all I have on that. And uh, if, unless there's something you else you want to hit, uh, we can probably move on. No, definitely uh, looking to close out the preseason for sure and get into the real deal. It's going to be weird having that, you know, week long break leading up to the regular season. I'm looking forward to it. It's my favorite. My favorite a little, little bit of downtime, right? <laughs> Coming out of town. Oh, Dennis, uh, Dennis yeah, Allen did say mention about getting down to those roster cuts. What was it, Tuesday? Yes, the 29th. Yeah. I did say, I did. I have tried to weasel out of Dennis Allen what his plans are for the starters. He will not budge. Right. <laughs> so we'll have to wait and see. I expect you'll see a good amount of the starters and uh, it'll go from there. The question to me is Derek Carr. Does Derek Carr play? I think you're going to see a lot of the defensive starters. You know, you probably won't see a guy like Cam or Marshawn or DeMario. But other than that, like I expect you'll see a Carl. I expect you'll see the the starting interior linemen. I expect you'll see a Debo and Lattimore. I expect you will see probably not, probably Tyron. not Tyron, but right. maybe Marcus May and the Jordan Howden. 
And I, I expect you you won't see Kamara because you want to get as many reps as you can for guys like Kendra Miller and uh, and Jamal Williams. But you yeah. met you mentioned Marcus May was uh, he on our news docket the last time or was that afterwards? Oh, you know, I guess we could hit that before we go. So Marcus May, yeah, yeah, he he's been sentenced officially in his DUI case that's going back to 2021. It's been extended forever. He's got six months of probation, 50 hours community service. I, I think he has the option to, to buy that out, which by the like so stupid i've never heard of that i was like wait a minute what (laughs) yeah like like i guess he has the option to to pay it off so it's like you can either pay a fine or do community service kind of defeats the purpose if you allow Mm. someone to just yeah i was wondering i'll just a a millionaire i'll just go okay here what how much you want exactly exactly it's it's so so lame it's like just if if you want the money just say i'll give us the money like he's gonna do something in the community for 50 hours and it's but but yeah, obviously now the biggie is we're just waiting for the NFL to make some kind of ruling here. If they make one. I would yeah. imagine so though. And I think we've seen in the past, what is it, one to three games you can expect for a DUI. Yeah, that's been kind of the standard. Uh I don't think he has had any Previous, prior incidents. Right. As far as I can remember, maybe I'm wrong. But in those cases, typically you'd be talking one to three. Um uh, I think Willie Sneed got three. Okay. When, when he got yeah. and he pleaded and he and he appealed it down to two, I think PJ Williams might have got two. Deontay got two, so I, I think I'd guess two. There's so many. There's too many. Yeah, too many. Yesterday, the, the Cajun Cannon's hoping that at least Marcus May could serve his after Kamara could did, and I was like, I don't think that's how that works, though. Well, I mean, they got two weeks to figure it out. I don't, I, think I, don't think N- can- I don't think the NFL will be like, well, since you've got Kamara suspended the first three games, we'll do four or five. For Marcus May, I, I think they'll have to serve, you know, starting week one. Yeah, I don't think they take requests. <laughs> right. Deep cuts only on suspensions. But all right, let's wrap that segment up. We're going to come back and we're going to start going through uh, my final 53-man roster projection. It's it's not really final. I'll probably update it and post something on Monday after the game. Kind of get so I can at least have stuff on record saying this is what I think. Whereas this one is a little a little cagey, but we won't have time to do a podcast on that. So this is the final podcast version of my 53-man roster projection, and we're going to live with it. But all right, this is Inside Black and Gold. I'm Jeff Nowak. He's Steve Gell. If you haven't subscribed yet, do that. We like it. We like hearing from you guys. So hit us up at on Twitter at Jeff underscore Nowak or at Steve Geller WWL or at the show on at Saints Pod. If you haven't subscribed yet, do that. I already said that. I'm saying it again. Subscribe, rate, they, review. They subscribe. They know the drill. I Hopefully. hope so. <laughs> Stick around. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. 
A lot can happen between falling in love with a house and owning it. Having an advocate who can help you navigate negotiations, timelines, inspections, and more can make all the difference. That's what the expertise of a Realtor can do for you, because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors.